What's up? Whoop whoop. <laughs> now, how's it going, man? So, introduce yourself to the Killstream audience. Whoop whoop. Are you there? Can you hear me? Oh wait, let me see. Oh, now nah, I see you couldn't hear me. Um, oh. What's up, man? Now, now introduce yourself to the to the Killstream audience. I am Yakov. Uh, I've been the host of many paranormal podcasts, nonsense like that. I've been a longtime fan of you, Ralph. And Thank you. Half the reason I do this stuff is listening to your shows. Really? All the Killstream shows back in 2018 were basically, that was basically my end of the scene, was listening to all that stuff, talking to people like that on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very, very happy to be here. Happy birthday, buddy. This one goes to you. Thank you. I'll I'll have to pass on the <laughs> what is that, Jen? Uh that's vodka. Okay, vodka Jen, I couldn't tell. But uh, yeah, I've had to to pass on that sort of celebration. But uh well, God you bless can, you. You can drink up though all you'd like. I, <laughs> I got an excuse today, dude. I'm on the fucking kill stream. Girlfriend's not home. I'm getting fucked up and talking about aliens, dude. Well, yeah, the, you know, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure some of the audience are probably drinking. Uh, and thank you for the flattering comments about my career. I appreciate that. Glad you, glad you've enjoyed the kill stream and got into the to the scene here because of that. Now you mentioned aliens. What about them? What about them? There's been a lot of talk lately. The trouble is where it even begin. It's like we roll it back a little bit. We go to the UAP hearings. Plenty of sus stuff happening there. Feds crawling all over it. But then it's like we, they straight up just cut to here's alien mummies. Here's the bodies. Yeah. And you look at them, that's a whole other can of worms. But it's like, really, it's like maybe we have to think a little further back. I think we have to start considering um, we have to start considering that a lot of this talk that we've heard in the past that seems so out there and made no sense at the time, a lot of it could have been right on the money. And I think that there is there has to be truth to this so much of the talk from all of these years is being confirmed now in the media. The question is, what is the truth? It's like the things they're telling us that can't possibly be the truth, right? Like, why would they tell us? Why now? That doesn't make any sense, but there has to be something to it. There is some strange influence on here. Like they, it's obvious to me that denying it is now doing more harm than good. Right. So it's like once we're seeing it, you have videos everywhere. They're all over TikTok. They're such believable videos suddenly. We go from having just a handful of videos that are just put around the internet and that's all there is to now there are new UFO videos every day to the point where you can't even analyze them. That's the reality we're living in now. Now, so you're a believer in aliens. I don't even want to say that. I think there is some outside force. I think there's certainly things living out there. Um are they the things that, that are colluding with the U.S. government? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this. In all of these, these videos of UFOs that we're seeing, there's so many of them. Space is almost never involved. Almost never. Right? They, they go into the, the ocean. You see them in the sky, obviously. Mountains involved a lot of the time. The crafts that, that we're being allowed to see... I think they are definitely coming from this earth. The question is really like, first of all, did we need alien intervention to have the technology we did? Um, and, and second of all, does it have to come from, from aliens, from extraterrestrials? You know, everybody out there wants to say uh, aliens are demons, for example. And I think there's, a, there's something to that, most definitely. Uh, I think demons, is a, it, it's a, a word that's not very descriptive. Uh, you know, what is a demon? From a biblical sense, you have very little to go on, really. You can go the fallen angels route. A lot of people do that, the book of Enoch and all of that. Um, yeah, but other people will say that there are many things living, living outside this earth, living within this earth, and living right on top of us in other dimensions. And they're all different things, all of which have some weird part to play in this. So I live in Merida here in the Yucatan Peninsula. And um, there's some Mayan temples and stuff like that. I went to uh, Chechen Itza uh, and also the Pyramid of the Magician. Do you think the aliens did that? A lot of people do think the aliens set that up. Or uh, Now, I, I tend to be, when it comes to a lot of these ancient monuments and all of that stuff, I, I think, you know, like I said, 
things outside of this earth, things in this earth, and things right on top of us living in other dimensions. But I think there's another aspect to it, which is ancient civilizations, which could play right into any of these things. Like I'm a big uh, believer in Atlantis. I think there, there have been many cycles of high technology. Um, yeah, if we want to reel it back a little bit, we can start, talk, start with this, uh, the UAP hearings that happened here in the U.S., um, now, there's now tell us what strategy. UAP stands for, first off. Now, it's weird because it's unidentified. I've heard unidentified anomalous phenomenon and yeah. unidentified aerial phenomenon. And it's almost like they can't decide what they want to go with. They don't want to go with UFO anymore because it has the stigma behind it. But they don't know if they want to do, like, is this something that's in the sky or is this just any weird thing occurs that can now be attributed to aliens? So... It's all propaganda. It's basically a UFO. Yeah, and I noticed that too. We watched some of the, I guess NASA did a news briefing last week, and Bill Nelson, he was out there. UAP doesn't really roll off the tongue uh, like UFO. Of course, everybody knows about UFOs, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I definitely noticed that. Now, um, aliens in general, you mentioned, so I'm in Mexico, like I said, and the big reveal if you believe it, uh, the big reveal, I guess it was last week, uh, was the alleged alien bodies from Peru. And then yesterday, not yesterday, day before yesterday, they did the x-ray of those. W what do you think about that? Uh, I think those are absolute bullshit. Hate to burst any bubbles on that. Uh, where to even begin with this stuff? So they do an unboxing in Mexico. They wheel out these these alien mummies and it, it seems so silly to me. They put them on display, and they, they've got, like, this dust everywhere on them. Like, why, why set that up? Like, this is something you just pulled out of the ground. Like, they took this from some, from some Peruvian museum or something, I'm assuming. Because now, Jaime Musan, the guy who wheeled that out, he's in trouble with the Peruvian authorities for taking those mummies from Peru. And the officials claiming that those are straight up just Peruvian mummies yes. and it, taking them to Mexico. Um, so this isn't the first time he's done this. Keep that in mind too. You can look up Gaia.com. If you look up Gaia.com, Nazca mummy, there was a previous mummy. It was a much larger mummy, uh, but it looked so similar. It looked like paper mache. Uh, its face was the same structure. It had the, the three digits, which when you look into that one and how they've, they debunked it or whatever, people straight up claim that this is a mummified Incan child that they defaced to look like an alien. Yeah, and you, that's like the sickest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I've heard that, that it was mummies, basically, that they changed around or whatever. Now, I, I don't want to just jump on the, the first guy debunking it. But what I'll say is that the, the digits, the hands and the feet, they do specifically look like they've been cut. Like, they've been cut into the palm to be longer. And then if you look at it, there's no palm. There's only three very long digits. And it's the same with the feet. So it doesn't even make sense biologically for them to be holding things, for them to be standing on their feet, because there's no foot. There's just very, very long toes. And it looks like they just defaced <laughs> these people, these actual human being children or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I was reading an article about it, and um, they were talking to Musan or interviewing him, and then they he claims that it's not his. There was some random, I think it was a Mexican gentleman uh, there who said it was his the mummies or whatever, but he wouldn't identify himself. And now the Peruvians are opening uh, an investigation because they were allegedly liberated, maybe not in the right way uh, from Peru. Uh, and so, yeah, there is a bit of a diplomatic row over that. And they did this at the Mexican Congress for people who don't know. I don't even know how he secured that, by the way, but this was in well, the Congress. Shit? <laughs> I don't know. Base Mexico in some ways, but like, I, I don't know how, the fuck that even happened yeah, well, the, at least it was more fun than the uap hearing in america well yeah that crap was just lies boring lies let me put you to sleep with my lies at least we get some bodies right we, something to talk or something to touch and it crumbles in your hands and the peruvian authorities come and arrest you now wh what is the real shit though like what what can we say 
you know, out of the. I will say that what the crafts that we've been seeing, like for example, the Tucker Carlson craft, where uh, it's flying over the ocean, they have to lock onto it. It's it's like a metal sphere, right? And these are the most common UFOs that people are seeing. These have been reported for a very long time. In Bill Cooper's book, Behold a Pale Horse, uh, he talks about being stationed in Hawaii, I think during Vietnam, and he saw the same thing: a giant uh, spherical metal craft comes up out of the ocean does a crazy thing in the sky, tumbles on its axis, he says. I'm not totally sure what that means. But then goes right back down into the ocean, moving the water out of its way as it goes. Not going splashing into the water, moving the water out of its way. So these reports have been out there for a very long time. And it looks like they've had this technology almost certainly since the 70s. So these crafts are real. And then you can look at like a lot of these sightings that we're seeing are what is called the TR-3B. You can find patents on the TR-3B. I have an article somewhere because I, I can't even fathom how this works. Um, so it, it uses a, it creates a field of anti-gravity around itself using highly pressured mercury accelerated by nuclear energy to produce a plasma. And that gives it this anti-gravity capa capability. And now when you see this craft where it, uh, what's the shape? It's like triangular and on the bottom, there are three holes that light, light up. They're not always lit, but this is one of the, the crafts that we see all the time, the TR-3B. When you look on TikTok and you're seeing all these like fresh UFO videos, about half of them are the TR-3B. And these are the ones that are getting uh, publicized too. So all of the UFO videos that are, that are gaining traction in the media, I think are absolutely, absolutely human guided crafts. Really the question is like, did we need aliens to create this, uh, hyper-accelerated mercury anti-gravitational force. I, I honestly don't think that's necessary at all. When you think about the technology of man, like so much, so much of what we, everything re we rely on today only happened in the last hundred years. So technology, it doesn't, it doesn't increase in like a linear fashion. It's exponential. Each thing branches off into 10 new things and it speeds up. So it wouldn't really surprise me that we have these crafts. Now, what gets weirder is all of the stories that are relating to so much of this technology where whistleblowers for years have been saying that our government is colluding with the aliens, which it seems to be checking out it, because all of this disclosure, the step-by-step -step process it's, that's taking us to accepting that there are aliens and weaponizing space, this is all the exact same playbook that, that all of the conspiracy theorists were talking about for a long time. So the story with that is that Eisenhower initially contacted aliens at some point in the 50s, or, you know, his people. Uh, at that point, we, we, there's stories of down crafts. We contact, we try to contact an alien race. We don't necessarily get them on the line, but we attract the attention of another race that comes to us. It'll say something like, uh, you know, denuclearize, take away your nuclear weapons, and then we'll help you in your spiritual development or something like that. Then you'll have another group that comes along and says, like, that's that's all bullshit. Don't listen to those aliens. Listen to us. This is the story that that keeps coming out. This is allegedly how our government uh, made a deal with you from the stories you would you would think the greys and wound up uh, allowing them to abduct people. Now, when I, when I go from there, like, I, there are stories now in the UAP hearing, you hear about crashed UFOs. And it's really the same story that these people were talking about when we first made contact with aliens. But they're talking about non-human biotics, uh, bi or biologics, non-human biologics, in these craft ufos they're not clear about whether this is like is this a, a, a the pilot of the thing what is this this non-human biologic that's all very interesting but i think what's even more interesting is is the the indication that the aliens were basically abducting people and mutilating them just taking people apart using their parts doing all the the weird genetic tests and that's when you get the stories of probing and all that i think the next step is to say that there was human biologics in these non-human crafts that would be the the perfect guise to weaponize space that's where you get giant space lasers crap like that all under the guise of protecting us from this alien threat yeah well uh, for those who don't know weaponizing space is like 
one of the key uh, new frontiers in military tech and stuff like that. And it's definitely a race to to weaponize space. If you did have some uh, alien tech or alien cooperation, that would be a big plus. That was what Reagan said long ago. He said that I it, I'm not sure exactly what it looked like on the floor of Congress. He said that if there was ever a threat from outside this world that would unify the entire globe under under one rule, and that's what it would take. They've been talking about it for a very, very long time. And, and Werner von Braun, um, there was a woman named uh, Carol Rossin, Dr. Carol Rossin, who says that in her first meeting with Werner von Braun, who was working with NASA at the time, he said, he said that we have to stop the weaponization of space. He said there would be a number of steps we would have to go through to get there. It started out with Russia, the communists, and then it would go to, I believe he said, uh, rogue nations. And that's where we get to like uh, terrorism, all of that stuff. It goes to asteroids, the threat of asteroids from space hitting us, and then they do aliens. And while it hasn't exactly gone in that order, we have hit a lot of those marks. And this stuff, this is stuff that was being said long before the war on terror started. Uh, and I, now you see Russia getting hot again. And what better excuse could we have for the weaponization of space than, than Russia becoming a real and imminent threat once again in the world? Now, we have a, a big fan of the show. I don't know if you, this sounds like an alien to you, but first off, he's British. Uh, second off, he imported a mail-order bride. And then third off, he shits in the same bucket that he eats out of. Do you think that that was bestowed by the aliens, or where does that come from? The shit-eating definitely comes from the aliens. I, I think that's definitely one of their ploys is to get as many humans on Earth as possible to eat as much shit as possible. <laughs> they're, they're filming this whole thing, dude, and they're going to use that to blackmail you, to turn you into the Zionist pig they know you can be. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I kind of thought that that was a little bit alien to me, at least. Uh, especially eating out of the same shit, but that's too much, Yakov. I think that that's... Is there a way... Is this guy just full-blown alien, or is he just alien influence? Is there a way to save him, or is he perhaps just an alien being himself? Well, I think, I mean, this guy is definitely, he's going to have a spot at, at the alien zoo <laughs> on Mars. We're definitely going to put him there because I'm going to have to watch this. I'm going to have to see how all this goes. I've watched all the Tom Pearl videos. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking this is probably along the same lines. I have to see if he gags because if not, it, now if not, he's got to be an alien because all, all humans who enjoy eating shit and have a shit fetish, they love the gagging. The gagging's the best part. That's the most fun. Yeah, I think he gags. Really on, he probably gags on more than just that, <laughs> if I had to guess. But uh, sure, sure. Are aliens gay? Maybe that could be part of it too. I don't know. Simple. <laughs> if the government's colluding with the aliens, they're definitely gay as hell. Mm. That could be. You know, I was just thinking about it during your conversation. You know, it really had seventy-five percent of the Pentagon. Seventy-five percent of the people working at the Pentagon have a lisp. What's up with that? Yeah, what is up with that? I don't know. I haven't really noticed that, but I think you might be honest. Keep your eye out. I'm, I am. I am. I'll keep my eye out. You're going to have another. How much of that have you drank already? Oh, not much, dude. Okay. This is all. This is just water. Really? No. <laughs> Look, I'm Polish. We did the whole Polish thing. Oh, yeah. Polish takeover, did. Polish day. I'm drinking wow. as much vodka as I can fucking stomach. It's Polish day on the kill. Well, that's probably a lot if you're Polish. You could probably. That's what I'm saying. Put away a little water, little water, as I think what it's referred to as in Russia and probably Poland too. Who knows? Yeah, they just drink that over there uh, instead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, do you believe in uh, like alien abductions? Do you think any of those are real? Or and my my position here, I'd like to make that clear, is not like that any of these specific things are real is there is something real happening here, even if it's just the deception. The thing is so much weirder than we could have ever imagined. Now, with the alien abductions, I, I, I tend to see the alien abduction cases as basically mind-controlled experiments. When I hear about the, the experiences they have in these alien abductions, they sound so similar to people's experiences on, on like high doses of drugs that were used in MK Ultra and all sorts of weird mind control situations like planting people into scenarios, like into fantasy scenarios. Like a big one is um, Through the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland. A big thing in MK Ultra was to like make people believe they were living in that world. Um, and high doses of drugs would be used to do that. 
Now, in tests with DMT, for example, they would pump people full of DMT, IV them, and they would basically go to th this alien world where they're laying down on some table with a bunch of strange beings, mantis beings, the mantoids, standing over them, experimenting on them. And it's really the same experience. So this is when you get into, you could get into the demonic aspect. To me, once again, the demonic thing, calling them demons is not satisfying. I think there are different different beings. There are all sorts of different beings that, that we're seeing. And I can't, I don't think you can lump them all together. But I, I do think it's just tough. It's just tough because like, I can't sell somebody on believing that there are like interdimensional worlds that you can go to where demons are messing with you. But what I can say is the government is definitely pumping people full of drugs to make them believe they're going there. Do psychedelics help you communicate with aliens? I, in my experience, and now when, look, man, when I take psychedelics, I am absolutely in communication with some now sort wait, of alien force. What psychedelics do you take? Or have I've you taken take? them all, baby. Every. <laughs> all I suspected. I suspected. That. But, <laughs> um, okay. So tell us about your communing with the aliens while you're okay. on. Them. All right. Well, so now, first time I did DMT, I uh, I had bought some 25IN bohm off the deep web. I'd also bought a gram of DMT. 25IN bohm is a really weird analog of acid. It makes you trip balls, but it'll also kill you if you take more than two tabs. So I'm on like a tab and a half of this stuff, and I'm, I'm going absolutely nuts. But I'm thinking, like, I'm not there yet. I'm not right where I want to be. So I break out the DMT that I bought. I had not done DMT before. So I packed pack the DMT between, like, a layer weed, layer DMT, layer weed. You do that because if you take the direct flame to it, it will destroy it. So I, I light up on this shit. I do like two puffs. I'm like, I'm feeling wonky. I do one more big one. <laughs> exhale. And as I exhale, is it working? Is it working? Blast right through my own skull with the sound. That's all I hear is I'm blasting off. Now I'm in like wormhole city flying through this thing, and I see a hole at the other side. Now, you, you could think alien abduction the whole time I'm saying this. Like, I, I shoot up through a wormhole. It very much sounds like the whole tractor beam, yada, yada. Now, I'm going through this thing, and I see a hole at the end. And I'm like, I am not sure that I want to go in there. Not sure. Something fucking I've seen some me, holes like that, but I usually ended up going out anyway. You go in. You yeah. have to go in for the experience. You, you would regret it if you didn't. So I get pulled oh, through by my collar, essentially. Now I'm laying on the slab, I'm laying on the table. I'm in this dome, churning colors, blues, purples, greens, silvers, blacks, churning colors in this dome above me. The most beautiful being I've ever seen, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life appears before me. She is in the figure of a woman made of jungle and vines and leaves and trees, constantly changing, constantly morphing. And she's like, playing with me playing with my mind oh i can't even explain it it like tickles the way she's doing it but she's like she's showing me all these things she's telling me that that she loves me she's telling me that the most important thing to do is go out there and create because it inspires other people to to create and the more people who are actively creating i don't really know i don't really know but she told me to go out there and inspire other people to create and then she turned into a giant snake and she was about <laughs> to eat me and then she turned back into the beautiful forest woman. She kissed me goodbye, and I came back to reality. But that, no, that's not what most people see on DMT. I'm lucky enough that I get this the jungle serpent lady every single time, and I love her, and she loves me. But a lot of people will talk about the uh, like the machine elves, and the machine elves are a much weirder experience. Allegedly, they're little trickster things that want to mess with you. They play they play games with you too. Um, those are usually. I don't want to say more negative experiences, but more challenging experiences. And this is what I'm saying. It's like this place where you go, where you're laying out on the slab and these like beings are over you, like messing with you. I think that is somewhere we can go to in our minds. We definitely go there on drugs. I believe because of uh, Eastern philosophy and traditions that we can go there through other means, through meditation and this and that. Um, but I think it is... It's a space we share with other beings. You can say these things are demons. Like, I have no problem with that. Like, there's no clear-cut intention from my experience with them. They'll tell you things. They'll tell you things. And that's another thing. Then when you get into, like, the stories of the government meeting with these aliens, 
they are basically known to be liars immediately and will always tell you what you want to hear. The aliens will? Yes. So they're the aliens are, are lying. According to the stories, there's multiple species of aliens, and at least some of them are lying. Now, yes. why would they do that? Just to keep us away from their tech or well, I I think I think if we assume that there are extraterrestrial forces that are meddling in our government, I mean, what would they want to do? Like, it, it's basically colonialism, right? But but you think, like, on another level, like, they're not showing up here with, like, muskets on a boat. Like, what do they do? They show up in <laughs> they, they, like, possess a bunch of politicians and run the world, right? Yeah. Why not? Um... Now, how do we get the truth out of these aliens? Do we have to torture them? Or I not that I support that, of course, if they're listening, but um do we have to kinda do some Abu Ghraib well, shit or I, I think this is this is what, what puts us in the predicament we're in. As a society, we're so we're so used to needing an authority figure to go to go run to, to go expect them to do something about it. We're so conditioned on that level. If aliens showed up, we would just do what they said immediately. So I think if looking out, looking outside of ourselves for an answer is only going to lead to our own ruin. We have to look inside of ourselves, figure out who we really are. We have to suffer a little bit. We have to. And I this I think the political angle is a completely complete waste of time and effort. So the same solution to the political problem I think will essentially be what the solution to with any any demonic or extraterrestrial force. And that is like we as individuals need to become our own leaders. We need to prove ourselves as as men essentially. And then that's the only way. That's the only we watched all these political solutions to try to change the government and none of them do anything. I've heard that before, yeah. Uh now we talked about aliens and we talked about their tech. What type of tech and powers do they have can they do like the force choke and stuff like that or like what what, what do i, they I have? think uh i mean we see the the alleged space lasers we have the fires in maui and everybody's saying all sorts of things you can't even parse this you can't tell what's real and fake it's like impossible but what we do have is very strange happenings that seem to be coming from the sky that we just cannot explain now before you had like supposed space lasers starting fires in maui you had what were called the rods from God. So they basically be a the giant rod from God. Lead... I've used that yes. term before. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the giant lead telephone poles, essentially, that they send from space that look like a nuclear blast when it hits. So I don't think like these things would want to come out right and show us exactly what they have. But I do think if we look at the government, we can get a very good idea. Galactic sent five dollars. Do you think we could One get sec. the aliens to abduct a fat seether who lives in Ontario? I'll I'll ask him that. Um, did you want to finish your thought there though before I ask you that no, question? By the way, good. super chat in, in in any questions if you have them. Uh, moving closer to the goal, Galactic says, "Do you think we could get the aliens to abduct a fat seether who lives in Ontario? Can we like sick them on people? Or is there a way to like <laughs> signal to go get now, this person?" Or Doctor Stephen Greer would have you believe that all you have to do to summon the aliens is. <laughs> I guess you just visualize it. You go into trance, you visualize where the aliens are at. And from the point that you can see and detect the aliens, all you have to do is basically give them a mental map from them to where you are. What I was doing when I was practicing this, I have not made it happen yet, by the way. I, when I was practicing this, I was using Google Earth and I was just zooming in on where I'm at so I could visualize exactly how to send the aliens my way. But I'm thinking if enough of you get enough mental energy together, and you, 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 there's the thing. You got to thoroughly dock this guy. You got to know exactly where right he now. lives and be able to go there in Google Maps. And you got to be able to imagine this in your third eye. If enough of you gather enough energy together, you can definitely send the aliens to go mess with this dude. Now, he weighs 800 pounds, though. Is that too heavy for the alien beam? Or, like, what is well, like that? I said, I think this all happens in our brain anyway. I don't think they have to necessarily take you anywhere. They can if you want. Like, do you think he's worth probing? Or would that I mean, just create would, more harm? I would okay, do well, it, but the aliens might find him a fascinating They specimen. would think he's a cow. If they think he's a cow, right? So he entice this dude out into a field, get him on all fours, butt-ass naked, send the aliens the GPS coordinates. 
Yeah, if we put a few them. large pizzas out there or something, maybe we could get them out on the field. <laughs> um, and he's too big to wear most clothes anyway, so I don't know if he would come clothed or not. Now that you mention it, but uh, it's perfect. Well, I'll, I'll let I'll leave it out to the aliens. Honestly, I think I'll have to. That would be a ghastly sight, Yakov. I'm not sure that I that I would actually want to see that. Um, but the aliens. Might I be want to see all the most disgusting things in the world. It might be the alien influence on me, but I feel like the sooner I see all the most disgusting and horrible things, the sooner I can break the cycle of samsara <laughs> and escape this bitch. Be out. Would you go to the alien planet? I would, most definitely. But what, like, the ticket to ride? Like, is that the probe? I don't know. How much meth do I have to snort to to for that to <laughs> sound like okay to me? I don't know. Well, what if they? I mean, they could do awful things to you, though. Like, uh, is it really? What be doing awful things to me? They'd be doing awful things to me every single day, dude. I have, a, I have a dung beetle tattooed on my leg. It's because I'd be eating shit for breakfast, dog, every single day. It's nothing out of the ordinary. I go try another. And now world. you sound like that big fan of ours. I don't know if that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think. If you have any questions, super chat them in. More alien questions. Um, what do you say to people who don't believe in aliens? Well, I say. I say don't believe anything. Don't believe anything at all. The only thing you should believe is that the government is lying to you. Uh, believe in yourself. And I think that'll tell you everything you need to know. Because that's the thing. is like, I'm not, once again, I'm not here saying go, the aliens are real. Like, I, I'm saying things are much weirder than most people will accept. And, I, and it's coming out now. I, I think, I do think the best plan of action is just don't believe anything. Look in the mirror. Find out who you are. I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to see God and the devil staring back at you. And then when you realize that, you'll know why we suffer. <laughs> now you you mentioned psychedelics i you know i i've talked about i've done acid i've done some shrooms but uh not anytime recently but um you were talking about designer psychedelics um what all others have you dabbled in uh, i'd have an easier time telling you what i haven't done <laughs> i haven't tried peyote um yeah well, i haven't either. smoked crack don't do that yeah me and the homies, though, I really believe in, like, finding yourself. You have to leave yourself to find yourself. Me and the homies will go to, like, music festivals. Me and Skinwalker Gang, baby. We go to music festivals and stuff like that. We were at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I've been to Gathering of the Juggalos three times. I'm not the, you know, I, I loved ICP when I was 13. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I'm not about to go be bumping ICP every day in my life. That sounds like the worst thing in the world. But when you go to the Gathering... You were there for a week, basically surviving as a homeless person in a parking lot, surviving for the entire time, hopped up on every chemical you can imagine. It's going to be 100 degrees for half the time. It's going to be pouring rain half the time. And you're still going to manage that the best fucking time you've ever had in your goddamn life. And it's like, that's the experience I want. And it doesn't have to be something like the Gathering of the Juggles. Like, I, believe me, I love being in a crowd and shooting bottle rockets at the stage. It's awesome. It's the best. But like really, like I want what I want is to take my homies out into the woods. I want to build our little city. We put up the tents. You bring everything you're good. You bring your shit. You bring your shit. Everybody finds their place. We have enough talented people there to have some music at night, man. We just have the best time. I think it's experiences like that. Way better than any political rally or gathering that's gonna tell you who you are and how we fix this. Then when you build a community, when you have to go survive with your friends. You take that back with you, back home, and you know how to survive better in your community. And God knows we're all atomized in our own communities. We barely have – most of us barely know our neighbors at all, including myself. And it's like when you're forced into a situation where you go – you have to talk to, like, the weirdest, goofiest people, and you have to do it, and you have to have the best time while you're doing it. Like, you understand better. You understand how to, like, see yourself and other people. And Yeah, I know what that's like. Uh, now uh... – uh, you mentioned the gathering of the juggler. What all other festivals yeah, you been to? Burning Man, you ever been to that? Or? I have not. Thank God. Thank God. Me and the homies would talk about going to Burning Man. But did you see all those videos that came out of the this recent Burning Man? Yeah, I did. Completely flooded out. These people walking around in three inches of, of sand that will rot your feet. It is known for rotting your feet and giving you trench foot because of its alkaline levels. And they're just walking around in six inches of it. And they can't leave. You can't drive in that. Turns out 
that terrain is a little too unforgiving. I'll take the middle of Ohio any day over that. But yeah, I like small festivals. I like ones that are out in the woods in a small town where you get the whole experience, but it's, it's actually like camping. That's the best in the world. I'm from Memphis. There's a Memphis in May music festival that I've been to uh, many times. Uh, now it's not out in the woods. It's down by the Mississippi River. But uh, I've been to that festival, um, and I don't think I've been to any others now that you mention it. But uh, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to be on the lookout. I see a question from chat. Would you impregnate an alien? That's kind of. Would I impregnate an alien? Do I have to take care of the kid? <laughs> You know, that's the that's the deciding factor here because I don't want to have no half alien child that I have to send to school. Can you imagine? They're gonna be brutal to him. I'm gonna say terrible things to him. Imagine the slurs. I don't even have a slur for this. You have a slur for this? Not off the top of my head. I I wonder what the child support would be like for those. What do you think you'd have to space la- space laser every month? Space laser month? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. Not that I have any experience with that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely a, a head scratcher, and they probably would get picked on because they're half alien, right? Where they yeah, even go to school? Well, maybe they go to school on their home planet, though. Well, here's the thing: if if I get to if I can have that baby and raise that baby on his home planet, well, I'm assuming like if he's going to school on his home planet, he's half human. He's going to be like two feet taller than everybody else. Like he'll be the cool kid. He'll be the first one smoking. Yeah, most likely. And he might get bullied on his home planet, too, though, because he'd be half. Yeah, but he can beat up, like, ten of them at a time. Are aliens weaker than us? Can't they use, like, I... telepathy and, um, you know, like, mind control power and shit like that? I was assuming I could just use it like a flashlight. It would be game <laughs> over for that fucking alien. But you might be onto something there. I'm not actually sure. Maybe that's why they have feet and hands they can't actually use because they're manipulating your butt with their minds. Possible. What would alien pussy even be like? Tight. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming warm and inviting, but this is what I think about all pussy until I finally get it and realize that it's much more complicated. Yeah, it's not all tight either. I'll give you that. Yeah. As well, but uh... should look tight from the outside. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened. Now, for the people in the audience who are interested in aliens or maybe – you know, they kind of believe or they don't know. Where would you suggest they start as far as... Oh, wait, hold on. We, I'll, I'll let this play. Hey, Sherman I'll, sent I'll $10 climate change hyper distraction from natural sun cycles or alien plane to terraform Earth. This latest it. plan of clear-cutting forests, pickling logs in salt water, and burying them so stop to emissions makes no sense. Now, I'll play this and... Um, you won't be able to hear the audio, but I'll read this back to you and I'll play this and you can give a, a reaction. It's called Wood Sequestration, which I've never heard of. Uh, climate change hype, a distraction from natural sun cycles or alien plan to ter- uh, terraform the earth. This latest plan of clear cutting forest, picking logs in salt water and burying them to stop CO2 emissions makes no sense. So what do you say to that? Is climate change hype a distraction from natural sun cycles, or is it an, an alien plan to transform or terraform the Earth? I would say climate change is all about control, just like the weaponization of space. Um, now, I could get real autistic with this. It is said in uh, Zechariah Sitchin's work um, that the Anunnaki came here because their atmospheres couldn't sustain them anymore. You could take that right in the climate change direction. Now, I don't know if that's exactly where that whole story goes, but what I do know is that supposedly the Anunnaki came here to create us as a slave race in order to mine gold to to put into their atmosphere to to block sun's ray, do whatever the fuck it does, to fix their atmosphere. So the this stuff about like ozone layer and crap like that. It really is a very similar story to what what guys like Zechariah Sitchin were saying about the Anunnaki way before climate change was the hot topic. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. Now, I'll say this, though. Uh, the recent, I would say a month ago, the Iquitu people of Peru, once again, Peru coming up. It's always coming up in this. Uh, they said that they were being terrorized by aliens that looked like Green Goblin from Spider-Man for weeks. They were calling them Las Pelacaras the face peelers 
so for weeks these these massive aliens seven feet tall covered in armor bulletproof they're flying around and they're going around trying to steal these villagers faces now when the the authorities got a hold of the story they had to debunk it immediately and what they said was that these were illegal gold miners out there terrorizing the native people to get them off the land to mine gold so once again you have this story of aliens mining gold but what i'll ask is what gold miners have asked and then this is what they said that it was gold miners with jetpacks who has access to jet jetpacks are barely a thing you have to be the most insane engineer possible or maybe the u.s government to have jetpacks it turns out strapping a combustion engine to your back and flying up into the sky just like isn't the best thing to be doing for most people and i don't think illegal gold miners have access to jetpacks which was the official story but what does make sense is aliens that want gold for some reason that leads right back to the the atmospheric problems that these aliens were allegedly having that they're using now against us to take our rights away i don't know where all that goes me either now let me play um let me play this uh from fisherman and uh i'll get your uh reaction i guess this is a long environmentalism as i was growing up as a kid was you know like hug the tree tree hugger you know this kind of thing spike some trees that sort of thing up in oregon is what i guess they were doing to ruin the saw blades as it went through the mills now they're the ones that won't say a single thing when the forests are deforested and digging these big pits oh they can go stand out in front of a mining operation or a coal mine all day long but I'm sure they're not going to be standing out in front of these pits going, well, you can't dig old pit, big old pits here and just bury the trees. Well, well, you got to stop. I bet there will not be a single environmentalist in any of these places. You know, it's just the way it is in the new world. Now I might come back to this uh, after the guest because he can't hear it, but uh, it's about the, that's not that old. It's 11 days old. So it's a relatively new video. Um, He's talking about wood sequestration, which I've never heard it called that, but um, not alien, you don't think, or I don't know any. I don't know what is happening here. I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> you, uh, How you, high are you right now? Right? What? What was I supposed to be looking at? It couldn't hear. Couldn't see you're here. Are you high though? Are you going to tell us if you are, or just? Oh yeah, I see that you're. Oh, I'm. I'm always. I've been high since I was 13 years old. Well, I know how that what goes. What are we talking about? I'm not high now, so um, I'm, I'm living the straight edge life. Um, I respect it. You respect that? I do. Absolutely, dude. I think everyone's on their own path. Yeah. How many people do you know that are straight edge? A lot, dude. Really? I know some Spurgs in the Discord, <laughs> no doubt. I like them, but yeah, that's how they be. I, here's the thing i do i i flow in mystic circles with with all sorts of weird religious people and a lot of them are very much against it i got sufis i got buddhists i got everybody orthodox christians whole thing fascinated by religion and the occult and aliens go right into it you mentioned them being demons earlier perhaps um yeah any like you said that that had some merit I, I think the fact that these things are so deceptive absolutely has merit. But then when you go to the UAP, the UAP hearing, uh, the one in America, they're talking about the crafts basically materializing and then dematerializing. I don't know. How can you even explain that other, other than some interdimensional stuff, which has to lead to the demon thing? You have to consider it at that point. And frankly, the the... You know, they. I, be, I believe that they use the media to seed a lot of these ideas so that once we get around to them, we're more receptive to them. The weird thing is, that's the plot of uh, Warhammer 40K, <laughs> is that you have to basically go through interdimensional hell to, to space travel like that. So it's just weird that that's exactly what's coming out in the hearings. It's the stuff we've been seeing in fiction for so long, where, like, basically travel through hell is required for these long distances. But you don't believe the hearings, though. You said the government's lying. Why would they be? Why? That's a good question. Why is this alien? You know, aliens. You know, it's traditionally been looked at as, you know, bullshit by the government, or they said it's bullshit. This and that. Why? Why, why is this push happening now? Is that some sleight of hand? Some type of misdirection? I, 
I think it's it's so undeniable that something strange is happening now. So many people have their phones out, and there's there's new UFO videos every day, new theories every day. You can't deny that there's strange crafts in the sky. But what's a lot easier than just being like, this is our anti-gravity craft for the government. Just blame aliens. Fuck it. Blame aliens. We have a, this whole excuse to now weaponize space. It's, we've been trying to do that this whole time. The last thing the government wants is, is to take responsibility for this shit. That's the last thing they want. And they can't deny that this stuff exists. So they need an outside threat so that when we see it, they can use it as propaganda to get what they want. Now, when I look at the UAP hearing, it's very strange. Uh, Jeremy Corbell is always ever-present. This is the guy who's behind so many of the Netflix specials, the Bob Lazar special, the Hunt for the Skinwalker special, all this stuff. And now when they start the UAP hearing, the guy who's running the thing is like, thanks, Jeremy Corbell, otherwise I never would have known this stuff. Well, it turns out this motherfucker watches Netflix, and that's why this shit is happening. And Corbell, and this is one of my most schizo theories, but I swear to God. This one is? Okay, tell us. Yes, this is maybe my most schizo. Jeremy Corbell is present in the UAP hearing. He's front row, he's center. He's just behind the three guys, the main uh, subjects of the hearing. Corbell is right there, and the whole time, he's got his hands in some weird pentagram shape that I can't even, like, do unless I try. And it's a two-hour-long lecture that he's sitting there, and he's holding a <laughs> pentagram with his hands. And I can't help but think this is some sort of signal that lets everybody know things are going just as planned. And then when you look at the guys who are being grilled here, you have two representatives of the Navy, which is exactly what Bill Cooper said back in the late 80s, that it would be the Navy who divulges all of this stuff. And then the guy in the middle, you see him now on, on these YouTube videos where he's saying, like, it's possible that this is all that I've been lied to this whole time and it's all disinfo, but I, I highly doubt that. And he flat out entertains the theory that he's just being lied to about it all. And I, I do think we've got some useful idiots happening here. We've got some people who are actively part of the cover-up. It's all theater. What about the Zionists? Do you think that they have some alien influence? I, I think the, milit the idea of the military-industrial complex and full-spectrum dominance, full-spectrum dominance being like we need to control the land, sea, and the sky. But it's not just the land, sea, and the Thanks. sky. It's also Media. psychology. Yeah. It's space, it's psychology, it's everything. And these are all Zionist ideas. So, you know, we know we know that everybody in the U.S. government is a Zionist. Is there anyone who's not? I don't think so, that would know. say that they're not. Where's Ron Paul at? He's been, what is he, stroked out and dead? I don't know. Nobody knows. He's around somewhere, I think. But um... <laughs> Dig him up. So you think the... The Zionists might have been touched by an alien. Or yeah, gotten well, some type of the guidance from them. Or at least imbibed or, you know, internalized the alien uh, methods and ways of operating. When you look at the secret societies that are in power today, the, you know, when you go into the Freemasons and all of that stuff, you realize, like, there are a lot of parts of this power structure. This, you know, most Zionists aren't even Jewish. But the entire power structure is playing into the same theory. All of the secret societies are practicing Kabbalah in their lodges. They're practicing like Jewish magic. So I, I don't think I, I have a hard time just saying like it's the Jews. A lot of people want to do that whole bit. I think there's definitely like, you know, the Israeli component to our government. But I think what's going on here is far more insidious. And I think the, the, the strains of ideology and religion that we're seeing today are nothing less than demonic. And I think above these forces that, you know, we see on TV that are guiding our world to doom, I think there is something far more sinister going on. I don't think calling them aliens does it justice. I don't think calling them demons does it justice, but I think something very, very disturbing is happening here. Something so disturbing that it's worth letting the population just believe in aliens now because that's less disturbing. Well, that seems pretty sinister when you put it that well, way. I, I, and here's the other thing. If you want to take that further, I think you have to look into other cultures that have, um, like you can, in Islam, the idea of jinn, there are many different categories and types of jinn and they're all different things. Um, I think stuff like ideas like that are applicable. I think ideas of like the Fae start to become applicable. All that starts to make a lot more sense. And suddenly you're not just dealing with missing 411 anymore. You're dealing with highly 
capable spiritual mental beings who are able to traverse time and space and dimensions and influence other realities. Now, you know, because there's stories in humanity of like uh, yogis and Eastern mysticism who are just capable of doing that. They're able to bi-locate, be in two places at once. They can just teleport across the galaxy, things like that. I, I think this is something that humans are very capable of. And if humans are capable of it, I think other things are capable of it too. Now, for people who maybe have an interest in aliens, maybe they're not quite there yet where you are, but um, maybe they have, you know, I kind of think maybe. Where would you suggest that they start off as far as learning read, about this? Read uh, Bill Cooper's Behold a Pale Horse. There's a reason this guy was gunned down by plainclothes cops on his front lawn. Uh, that happened months he predicts 9-11 in the summer. He says it's going to be Osama bin Laden. Look at New York. It's going to be planes. Watch for it. On September 11th, the guy spends the entire day broadcasting about how it's an inside job, hitting all the loose change talking points, all the Alex Jones talking points on that day. November, he's gunned down on his front lawn by plainclothes cops. Now, Bill Cooper, by the end of his career, he was convinced that he was lied to about the whole thing. He was given false intelligence to go out there and disseminate it. And I think that's exactly what's happening now. So the question is, like, what truth is there in these stories that have been told? Because they're, they're very similar coming from all different people. They're, there's very similar stories. And there's clearly a game plan that the elites are going down saying, this is real. No, this is real. No, this is real. So... Yeah, when you start looking into that stuff, you, I think you can know what to look for. And that's why I'm predicting that they'll say there were human body parts in one of these crafts eventually. I think eventually they'll say that there was an ancient alien race living on Mars because the CIA spent thousands of dollars remote viewing that civilization on Mars. Is remote viewing real? Is the CIA real? Is any of this real? I have no idea, but I do think this is the story they're going with. Now, what do you think about Alex Jones? I got to love him. Got to respect him. Uh, he's like Hulk Hogan. You ask <laughs> me how I think about Alex Jones, I think about him the same way I do Hulk Hogan. Would I love to meet Hulk Hogan? Would I love to meet Alex Jones? Hell yeah. Are they going to do anything worthwhile in the future anytime soon? Probably not. Probably not. Um, you know, when I think back to, like, Alex Jones – doing like a public access TV show and it's Halloween night and he's got a fucking big butcher knife and he's carving up a pumpkin while ranting about black helicopters. Coolest thing in the world. I, if only I could be that cool. Now he feels a lot like Tucker Carlson on Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. But it's not my style. I'm out of the politics thing. I can't, I can't even look at it without getting sick at this point. Is there so you don't have a favorite politician to kind of tackle this? I, I don't know that they're out there. I mean, it's like which politician would I most want to have sex with? Like Tulsi Gabbard's still around, right? Like she's my favorite, I suppose. Smash. I'd have sex with her. You think she's tight? Oh man, I don't know, but I'll put the lime in the coconut on that one, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. We'll find out. You would test it. Is I, what you're saying. I like the gray streak. I, I'm, I almost feel like weird admitting that, but I like that. It does something for me. The gray streak. That's kind of like maybe she saw an alien. Is that how she got that? <laughs> it's yeah. just one you streak. Never you the never curtains know. The curtains match the drape. You think she's got a streak down there too? Or <laughs> I think she's clean shaven. She looks like the type that would do that. Yeah, you're probably right. She's probably clean. Yeah, I think so. Pubic hair has kind of come back in style for women, though, so maybe she's rocking that now. I don't know. I just assume whatever's in style is the most disgusting degenerate thing possible at this point, dude. I'm not like I'm sitting here like I'm, he's calling things degenerate, but it's like, dude, this is like Chris Chan. Let me go to like porn site now. It's like Chris Chan level of sex. So you're all for clean happening. shaving. That's what you're saying. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I. Here's the thing. I am not totally sure what I'm into until I get it. It's because of that that I just want to collect the whole set. Like uh, fat girls, skinny girls, tall girls, short girls, black girls, white girls. Give me redhead. Give me an Asian. Yeah. I just want to try it. Look, just let me try. You'll fuck anything. Is that what you're saying? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. But I would have at one point in my life. Hmm. Still like to talk like that, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
So you clean it up a little bit, though. You don't indulge quite like that. Only if I'm at the gathering. Dude, I take my girlfriend to the gathering, and we fucking nominate a muscaria mushrooms together and go watch Sponge perform 90s hits for your soul, dude. I'm down. I'm Maybe down I for need anything. to go to the gathering. I don't know. It's magic, they say. I think yeah. you would get in it. You would be perfect at the gathering dude you're just the type for the gathering man you like a hard mean? party when it's time means when it's time to party you like to party no no and frankly the content you would get there would be incredible i don't know hung that right, if i say you'd be good at the gathering that's a compliment that's survival man that's living life i'll probably die at the gathering if i had to guess someone's but... gotta People die at that, do they not? I think some people have died at the gathering before. Dude, yeah. all, I, I would say almost every festival I've ever been at, one person's died. But it's usually the fentanyl that gets you. You don't fuck with is. fentanyl. I I uh, had a very bad opiate addiction in my past. And frankly, that's that was part of my whole psychedelic thing. Um, when I was trying to quit opiates, I was, I was like ordering psychedelics off the deep web with Bitcoin. Uh, Who would and, order drugs it, off the deep web with Bitcoin? I never heard of that before. <laughs> What's the? It's been so many years. I feel like I'm totally safe saying this shit now. But who knows? They listen and they out there, dude. They out Silk there. Road and all that. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Red <laughs> Pirate Roberts and all that stuff. I would. I would try all of the weird chemicals, all the stuff that I'd never heard of. I'd want to try it. Yeah, most definitely. But I spent about two years of my life just tripping balls, and it, I would do that by by cycling chemicals. I do okay. I have like a sheet of acid. You eat some acid. You know, <laughs> the next day you eat some mushrooms. The next day you eat the twenty-five IM boom. Then you got this other weird one that no one's ever heard of before. You cycle it like that. And I spent about two years doing that. I, I consider it a spiritual experience, very much so. Uh, I also have no problems fucking joking about being a junkie uh, and trying some stuff once in a while when it's the right time to do so. Yeah. Well. Um, I had to hang that stuff up, but uh, yeah, I know, I've heard of some things. Uh, I've never done any designer psychedelics, though. That shit would always scare me to even think about, really. But I guess you're a little braver than me. Um, yeah, I, I I had a point in my life where the goal was total dissolution of the ego, and um, yeah, my physical body didn't matter to me at all. Lost teeth over this taking so many psychedelics that I'm, I'm laying out totally dehydrated for hours at a time. Uh, Holy shit. I don't know. I can't say it lost teeth over this dude, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And like these, like I said, these days, like I don't go very hard. I'm not sitting around here. Like I'm drinking right now. Dude, this is a special occasion. It's Ethan Ralph's birthday. We drinking. Sorry, but <laughs> I'm not normally going that hard, but I'll tell you like, it's worth it to go to go hard in the right moment. And that's why I love places like the gathering, the juggalos going out camping with the boys, that whole thing. Like it's worth it for that, that camaraderie that is created that living of life to find it like who you really are, you know, when it comes down to it, when it's pouring rain, you're on three hits of acid. Someone's tent is falling over and you got to do something about it. Nothing better than that. I accidentally took 41 hits of acid one time. Really? Yeah. What happened? I'm I'm sure do you even remember it? Yeah, I remember most it. Most of it? Yeah, most of it. It was a little it was a little scary. Uh I wouldn't suggest anybody do that. Of course I didn't do it on I, purpose, but from my experience, there's no reason to take more than like ten hits of acid. Because I say that because when I did it, I <laughs> it was twenty minutes in and I'm like, man, these lights sure are bright. And that's when I knew something crazy was about to happen. But I went and laid down. All I remember was floating in a void of white nothingness. And then I opened my eyes and I was awake for the day. Still tripping balls. But suddenly I was back to reality. And it was like eight hours later. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest anybody. Of course it was by accident when I blacked out drinking. Um, it did... It did sober me up from the alcohol a little bit, uh, I guess, after I awoke and then I was tripping for a while, yeah. Um, I would imagine that would last for like a week. <laughs> it wasn't a week, but uh, it was it was a long night. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, for sure, it was definitely, it was definitely a long night. Um, go ahead. 
I don't I don't want it to sound too much like I'm I'm out here like telling everyone to go ham doing drugs and shit like that. But I I do think it's very valuable for me. I can't talk about my my spiritual journey or whatever you want to call it without talking about drugs. Um now I see it as a very left-hand path. Uh you know, in the left-hand path the idea is to get there as fast and hard as possible and it's a path that's known to drive people insane. And there are points in my life where I probably was insane. But then I, and I've seen people fall to it, too. I've seen, I've seen people who, they, nor, they were normal people, they do acid, and suddenly this latent problem in their brain exposes itself. And it's part of them for the rest of their lives. They go completely insane off of it. Now, I, I'm not, I don't think it was the acid. It's Great the advertisement acid for acid, insane. by the way. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this, is, this is the reality. Yeah, this is the reality. It's, the thing is, like, it will bring out things that you never knew you had in you. That shit will occur. And from that experience, that difficult experience, having to face that stuff, you, if you come out the other side, you will be stronger for it. And this goes for, like, and maybe it's just that the key to, to realization is suffering and, like, getting through a very difficult experience. There's many, many ways to do that. And I would recommend you having difficult experiences with the people you care about and finding out who you really are. I think if enough of us find ways to do that in our own way, we will start to see leaders. And it's the only way. I think right now we have a lot of people who are claiming to be leaders while the people listening to them are doing as little as possible. It's because that's what's comfortable. We have to get out of the comfort zone. Yeah, that's why. That's why I went through those things too, just to try to test my leadership skills. Well, I think your show has always been the beacon of that sort of thing. You've never claimed yourself to be the leader of a movement, but you've let these people come on here and run their mouths until there's nothing to run on about anymore. And that's what it is. Like you have to have that. That's what builds something. Not when you're sitting here having the same conversation every goddamn night, patting yourselves on the asses. You have to have the difficult ones, the arguments. You have to have them. I agree with that. And I let people talk and I let them run their mouths and I've let you do both of those things. Now, uh, tell people where they can find you, tell people what you're working on, uh, and maybe just finish up with any tips here or anything you want to add. I do a weekly stream. It's been on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I got a strike on my last stream, but you can find me at skinwalker gang on YouTube. I'm on rumble. If you look up at skin, skinwalker gang, uh, you'll find me. Uh, TikTok at Yakov Alive. I've been doing shorts, little stories about headless chickens and using aliens as fleshlights. There'll be more of that to come. So I do want to invite everyone to come and watch my content. I will sit here. I'll run my mouth for two and a half hours at a time, getting drunker and drunker and drunker for your entertainment. Goddamn. Take a shot. Take a drink for us before you go. I'm not uh, indulging in that, but uh, I guess you'll you'll drink Ralph. for me on my birthday. You, my friend, are a legend for all the, and it takes ups and downs to be a legend. You don't just get to be up, right? Like it's gotta be the ups and the downs. And that's what that's all about. man. That's the suffering. Thank you, brother. Life is suffering. That's what the Buddhists say. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have to have you back. I Thank was thinking, you. I saw some people mentioned maybe, uh, I don't know if you know Wayne Lambright, uh, but that might be a good. I look him up. Yeah, look him yeah, up. Yeah, I'd love to. That might be a good mix. Thank you, sir. I really did appreciate it. I had a lot of fun talking to you, and I hope to have you back. Yeah, likewise, brother. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you have a good one. Yakov here uh, on the kill stream. And uh, there he goes. I was going to tell him to say his channel, but um, maybe someone will post it in the chat. There he goes. Wow. Epstein all over it. All over it. I did enjoy that. Like I said, I didn't really, <clears throat> that was Giga Ninja's idea. And he kind of gave me a little rundown on him. And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's have him on the show. Uh, and so, oh, Skinwalker Outdoors says he's one of the panel. Cool. Uh, and thank you for the, a few people wish me happy birthday in chat. I appreciate that. You know what would be a great birthday present? Hitting the goal. Powerchat.live slash the Ralph Retort. Killstream.live slash tip. Dollar sign Sunset Squad on Cash App. Checkit.com slash killstream slash pay me. Rumble rants, killstream.live slash entropy. Hyper chats on Odyssey. I'll check on entropy as well because I always forget. Um, but I already got a good present, right? The star of the show from the compound crew. 
so I appreciate that. It's on my Twitter. I may play it again uh, before we go. But uh, I think him and Wayne would probably be a good mix for sure. Um, I, I think that that would be that would be an interesting mashup there. He should be Wayne's vice president. Yeah, that could be a good. Well, he's not big into politics though, so I don't know. But um, there goes his TikTok. There goes the YouTube Skinwalker Gang. All right, uh, I saw this come in, and we had another guest for tonight, but I think we're gonna have to reschedule that one. We've had three guests already on the show, anyway, so it's pretty good. Rumble's response to the UK Parliament's letter to our CEO uh, today. We res- let me try to resize this. Uh, okay, today we res- we received. Uh, an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair in the UK Parliament. While Rumble obviously deplores sexual assault, rape, and all serious crimes, and believes that both alleged victims and the accused are entitled to a full and serious investigation, it is vital to note that recent allegations against Russell Brand have nothing to do with content on Rumble's platform. Just yesterday, YouTube announced that, based solely on these media accusations, it was barring Mr. Brand from monetizing his video content. Rumble stands for very different values. We have devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free internet, meaning an internet where no one arbitrarily dictates which ideas can or cannot be heard or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or to earn a living from doing so. Singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing given given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We don't agree with the behavior of many Rumble creators. What? But we refuse to penalize them for actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and missions. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament's demands. Uh, Okay, so we'll see. I don't know if they... Oh, here goes the letter from the Parliament. I was wondering. It's pretty small. Let me see if I can make it bigger. Uh... There's a vulgar joke in there somewhere, but I'll resist. Okay, now. 